0: Okay, let's get started with this year's Parshas B'ha'aloscha. After a week hiatus for Shavuos, but now we get back for the next couple of weeks uh, in here in Sefer Bamidbar. So Parshas B'ha'aloscha will start off uh, with a thought, just to, something to get things started for the, from the middle of the Parsha. Just one small idea, and then we'll go back to the beginning. Some uh, creative and <coughs> unique ideas that we have uh, Be'ezrus Sashem set up for tonight. Start Parak Tes. Pasik Yud Ches. Tes Yud Ches. Says the Torah. Al pi Hashem yachanu. Yis'u b'nei Yisrael v'al pi Hashem yachanu. B'nei Yisrael traveled. Many, many different discussions in this Parsha, Parashas pa'aloscha. One of them is the traveling of Am Yisrael. So they traveled. Al pi Hashem they traveled. Yis'u b'nei Yisrael Al pi Hashem yachanu. Says the Miprinei Torah. Mikan in source number one. What does it mean, Al-Pi Yachanu? Al-Pi Hashem Al-Pi Yachanu? Everything we do in life is Al-Pi Hashem. Al-Pi Hashem, that should be part of our sentences. That should be part of how we talk, how we think, how we act. And that is what we do. Because everything we say is, al Hashem, with God's help. That's this pasuk. Al-Pi Hashem Yisrael. V'Alpi Hashem Yachanu. We go Alpi Hashem. We stop Alpi Hashem. He nenino b'kani Yisraelur Moshe Moser Haskel. Shall call Pula Utnua. Shall dam rotsel lahasos. Everything that a person wants to do, Yomar, he should say Emiratz Hashem, B'yezrus Hashem, Whatever phrase or language or accent one wants to use. Everything. That should be part of our jargon, part of how we talk. And the source of that is this Pasik. And he even quotes a story from the Otsar the on line seven. There was a rich man. He gave staka, he was a nice man. But he didn't really believe that he wasn't in charge of his assets. He kind of thought, I'm the Balamea, so I could be the Baladea, and I could, you know, the more I put in, the more I get out. He always thought, It's all me. I could do it. You know, I trained for it. I accomplished. I worked hard. So one time he goes out. He wants to buy a few oxen. He wants to buy some animals. Who meets him on the way? Eliyoh anavi, Trying to get him a message. Sent by HaKadosh Baruch Hey, where are you going? Where are you going? He says, I'm going to buy some oxen. Gonna buy some oxen. Amralo Eliyahu, Emor Mir Tashem. You're gonna buy oxen, Seyim Yirzashem. Seim Yigzarashem Yisbarak. And the man says, What does God have to do with this? I'm going. <laughs> what he's not here. Hare Amospakisi, the money's in my pocket, and it's Hadavartaluy Akhvarak Bird Soni. Elionati answers, Okay if that's your response, and he disappears. Ochin Kashriim Shekha Sochhe Bidarko, as you would guess. As the merchant continued on his way, his money pouch falls out of his pocket without his realizing, takes the kiss and puts it on a rock in the middle of the forest. We'll come back to that later. Where people aren't, he gets to the shuk, he spends a lot of time researching which ox I'm going to buy, this and that, he chooses the ox. He reaches into his pocket and lo and behold, he feels pretty foolish because he has no money and he has nothing to buy the ox with. And he goes home. A month later, he sets out on another business venture to buy oxen. Now, instead of looking as a like a fellow merchant, Eliyoh dresses up as a elder. Elder states for the And again, he says, where are you going? I'm going to buy some oxen, say, so did the guy think like, wow, two different people are telling, two different beings are telling me, tell me, no, it didn't click yet, didn't click yet, uh, I'm, it was an act beforehand, it was out of the blue, I lost my money. I have no idea where it is, I don't know what happened before, but didn't listen again, and as we know, he pila love Elo, Elio Tardema, Elio made him fall asleep, and when he was sleeping, he took his money out, he put it on the same rock, that he had put in the first pouch, and he woke up, and he goes, and he realizes that the money was stolen, and he goes back. And now he starts thinking. He realizes, you know what, maybe God is in charge. Maybe a sashem is something or an attitude that we should have in all of our ways. He says, okay, he accepted upon himself. Shemay osu ayom ve'elich yomar. I'm for now. on saying emir tzah Whatever Hashem Baruch says, every step of the way. Kasher yata p'am shlishis. He went out a third time. Elionavi comes to him but mus naar ani Hamavakesha shavuda. He comes in the form of a poor young lad who's looking for work. Elionavi asks him, "Where are you going?" He says, "I'm going to buy some oxen." Emir tzah Oh. Eliyahu Navis gives him a bracha, this ani. He says, I give you a bracha, I hope that you find a great oxen, but please ask me for, if you ever need any help with your oxen on the way back. You know, please, please look look me up. I could always use uh, some extra money. Wonderful, fine. And B'Azor Ali Hashem Yisbarach, Hashem helps me to find some oxen. I will pay you, repay you in kind for your bracha. It's and the merchant goes, and he succeeds. He finds great oxen at a great price. and he takes the na'ar, the young lad, to to help him lead And all of a sudden, the oxen ran to the side. The boy goes, they go, and obviously they've come. They find the rock where the pouches of money are sitting, and he realizes Hakoma me'ais al pi Hashem Yisrael Yachanu. That's how we have to lead, lead our lives. Okay, so that's a Lomaisa. We don't have so many Lomaisa. We have thoughts. But that's Lomaisa. We can put it into our lives. Mir t'shashem, Hashem. In the Ben in his commentary on, on Gemara, in the Ben Yehoyada, every paragraph starts off. He asks a question, and then he says, V'nir Every time he says any answer, every paragraph in the book, Ali Because every Chiddush that he came up with, he wants to recognize and be makir that it's from HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, let's now go back to the, towards the beginning of the parsha. A question that we've dealt with in past years, but this year we will have three new ideas relating to the same question. Beginning of our Chavai, daber Hashem Mosheleimar. Hashem says <laughs> to Moshe as follows: Daber el Aharon, please say the following to Aaron and Cohen: V'yamarta ilav b'ha loschavai When you lift up the neros, el mol penei Yairu Shabbat and Eros, the seven candles, as we know, not eight, like the Chanukah uh, Chanukyot. The, there were seven branches on the menorah in the Mishkan and in the base of the Migdash. And Aaron coin lights it. We discussed in past years the Ramban at the beginning of the Parsha, that this is an allusion to the story of Hanukkah, because Aaron was very upset that all of the other Shvatim had Karbonos brought on their behalf. At the end of the not so Levi's left out. Hashem says, don't worry, you're going to have the menorah. What's the uniqueness? We discussed that a number of years ago. But let's just focus on the next pasuk now. So, Moshe tells Aaron, Menorah, V'ya'as aharon, El mulp'nei ha-minorah, He'el'an Aaron did it. V'ya'as ke'n aharon, Ka'asherti v'ashem es Moshe. Rashi tells us, V'ya'as ke'n aharon, six words. L'hagid, Shivcho shel Aaron, Shelo Shina. This pasuk is coming to tell me the amazing praise of Aaron He didn't change anything from the command. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Milame lahagit shivcho shel He wasn't mishana. He did what he was supposed to do. He lit the menorah. And the question that the Olam asks, the question that everybody asks is, what's the gaveless? What was so hard? Aaron wasn't mishana. He lit the menorah. This wasn't such, it isn't one of the harder avodos. The Gemara talks about it in Mesechah's Menachos and elsewhere, what were some of the difficult avodos to do in the base of Megdash? You know, the Kohen, Gadol, walking in, holding a shovel full of hot ashes and a shovel full of, of k'tores and not dropping a tiny inch and having to like hold it and maneuver it and he's fasting and he's... So that's one of the hardest avodos in the in the of Megdash. And there were a couple of, the Gemara says in about two or three avodos. This was a kasha mikdash. Okay, this is not one of them. Lighting the menorah was not one of the hard avodahs. So, what's the gadlus of What's Rashi emphasizing? shaloshina Nara. Three ideas. Three ideas. The first two from the Rebbe of Heschel. Again, the Chanukah Satorah, the, one of the Rebbeim of the Shach and the Taz, sixteen hundreds Poland, says the Chanukah Satorah, See on top here is Rashi. Be'as Kenaron, El Mupriyamonora He'ala Neirosel. Rashi Laged Shifchos Lo Shin. If it's Arach Biur, the Chisal Kadaitach Shaloyasa Aaron. Mashatiba Lo Kadesh Baruch Bei De'Emoshen. There are Hava that Aaron wouldn't do what he was told to do. And what was so hard about this anyway? There has to be a deeper idea here that Chazal are trying to tell us. So first he has a small idea. V'yesh Lefarish Al Madi, only small in quantity, not in quality. Chaz Pasal. The Gemara says Megillah, as we know the halacha is, whenever we lane, there is a minimum number of psukim. Ten psukim. Ten psukim is required. That was the Takana of Moshe added on to by Ezra. Ten psukim hakorih b'Torah, lo yifchos psukim. Ten psukim, with one exception, poor morning is one exception, when we lay nine psukim, but other than that, the rule is, one at is ten psukim. The Gemara in Megillah discusses, so who gets four P'sukim? Right, you have three Elios, ten P'sukim, so who gets four P'sukim? The first Ola, the second Ola, the third, the Kohen, the Leib of the Yisrael. Who gets... So the Gemara says, whatever you do is great. Says the Gemara, Hakari batara lo yifchos mehazara P'sukim. V'yamrin and Shom. Line seven. Tikish shikarin shlo im harishon karadale P'sukim. Hare if the first person takes four Psukim, that's great. If the second one takes ten psukim, that's also great. The end of the uh, third one, it's also great. And the Gemara goes through svaras for each one. Why is it so great? Why is the third one great? 3-3-4. Three, three, right, you go up in Kedusha. The third, the Gemara gives a reason for the first one too. What's the source? Why is the second one great? Why would the second Ola... What, what would be the Mila of having the second Ola get, fo, get four, psukim? Because, says the Gemara, el mul pnei Because of our pasach. Because the outer three wicks on either side of the menorah pointed in. The middle branch went straight up. The three outer on each side the wick, the flames pointed in. So you see the middle one is special. So that's why it's okay for the second Ola to get for P'sukim, to him, for him to be the center, for him to be the focus. Fine. Aaron HaKohen comes up to light the menorah. He knows Aaron HaKohen. Aaron HaKohen... And what's he about to do? He's about to light the menorah. He's commanded to light it in a way that shows second is the best. Aaron Cohen is thinking to himself, "I'm not second. I'm first. I'm a Cohen. Cohen is Mavari Frishon. Cohen gets the first Aliyah. Cohen gets to speak first. I want four, aliyah, four psukim in my Aliyah. No, Malami Shaloshida. Aaron Cohen, He did exactly what he was told, even though this is the symbol for the middle one being the best." And the middle one being Meshubach, that's the Havamina, Sakhadaitach, that Arana Cohen would have been Moneas Atzmovilasos, Shia Klappi but he doesn't do that. Akhenesh told me to do this, so this is what I did. First idea. Second idea, also, it's from the Chanukah Satorah, but there is an expanded version of it, and it's a little more explicated in the Eladvar of Schlesinger Sefer on uh, Alat Torah. So he quote it's from the Chanut of the Torah. are going to look at the Chanut of the Torah. It's there, just a little more abridged. Uh, so I just gave it to you from the Eladvar, and he says maybe fascinating discussion. It's based on a medrash. What's amazing is that two Achronim Ulechora did not see each other's Sefer. Quote the same medrash that is not on our parsha, but the same medrash to help answer this question. Again, what's the Havamina of ayas What's the gavas? Let's read a medrash together. It says the Chanukas I'm now on line three. The medrash in the beginning of Tehillim, the Yalkut Yalkut Shemani Tehillim says the end of Perik Aleph in Tehillim. The pasuk says al Kane, lo yakubu rishon ba mishpat v'chadav sadikim v'chulu that the rishon are not going to rise at tchias The end of Perik Aleph. The medrash says on this pasuk. Lo kaine arashayim, al kaine lo yakumar shan bamishpat. What's the emphasis? Says the madrish, lo kaine arashayim. Amra kodes barkhol arashayim shem says to the wicked, ani barasi olam be kaine, she neemar vayehi kaine. I created the world with a cane, as it says in Maysa Brachius vayehi kaine. Atem omim lo but you say no, 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 no Cain. No, Shneamar no, valeiv ksilim as the pasuk says. Chayechem says, God, I swear, Al Cain. Therefore, lo yakumu rishaim bamishpat The risham will not rise. Lasin lavo etiysa This man just screams out for explanation. What does it mean? Kadosh I created the world with Cain. The risham destroyed it with Cain. Al Cain lo yakumu rishaim. What is going on here? says the Rebbe Yerb line seven. Dehineh, Reading through my Brashis, we know after every item is created, it says in the Torah, Vayihichin. And it was. Kodesh Baruchah created it. And it was. Chen, By everything except for one item. By one item, it doesn't say Vayihichin, and that's the or, the light. Does not say vayehi chayin after Hashem created light. Doesn't say it. Ulan bebrisar kasuv Torah The third pasuk in the Torah. Vayomar alokimi he or vayehi or the loam kasuv vayehi Where's the vayehi chayin? By the r. So the Chazal pick up on this. The Gemara tells us the Maseches Chagiga on Daf Yud Or shebarachardesh varachu biyom rishon adam Sofa olam atsofo. The original light that Hashem created the world with was an awesome, unbelievable light that we can't even fathom what it was. We can't even look at the sun. The light is infinite. The the light that Hashem created originally is infinitely more powerful than the sun. But after Hashem created it, He saw the darhamabul. What does it mean, God saw? Just to put it into our terms, the Medrash says. He saw the Daraflaga, He saw the rishayim, and he says the wicked are not should not be Zoha to such light. Should not be able to bask in such light. So the gemara says that Hakadosh Baruch took the light away and is saving it for lasalava. He was gonizing That's what. What is it called? Alpi Kabbalah. The Or Hagonus. The hidden light. That's the light that Hashem took away from Eisav because he saw the ashes of the rishayim. They're not, they can't be Zoha to this. That's why it doesn't say my because it wasn't Cain. It, it didn't stay. It wasn't there. It doesn't say my and it was. It wasn't, because it was created and then Hakadosh Baruch Hu hid it. Nimsa shamar yehi or ha'isa Kavanala or hagadol the original R, and therefore it can't say Let's go back to the Medrash. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to the Rishayim, I created the world with Cain. And you, you Rishonim, you caused me to remove it. Lokain. Right? You caused it not to be by I had to take it away. al cane. therefore, that same word. Well, by Mishpat, you're not coming up, Lots of Lava. Because that's what I'm hiding it for. The Aragonus, Gonuz. You're not going to be Zochetu. Because that's the reason I took it away. Because you don't deserve it. That's the Psad of the medrash. The three canes. I wanted to create the world of the cane. but you said cane al Cain therefore, you won't come up. So now, says the Rebbe of Hesha, let's go back to ar with one other Ha'ara. And then the answer will be clear. The Zohar tells us, the Svarim HaKadoshim, on the bottom of, this, of the page, it's line 30, Svarim of the Talmidi Ha'arizal, when Ar-Anakowain, Hakohen day, <coughs> when he or his descendants lit the menorah in the Besamigdash, they brought down a little bit of that are havganus that Hashem hid away. The menorah, as we know, was the symbol of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence residing amongst Klal The sheath of the Rambam, I think we've mentioned in the past, was they lit the menorah in the morning too, not just at night, But well, they didn't need the menorah for light. That was edus, as the Gemara in says, Adus that Hashem's presence resides with us. Every time Aaron lit the menorah, he brought down to this world a little bit. Of that or aganus, the light that Hashem put away for the tzaddik and waselavo, but every time the menorah was, was lit, zacha lahamshich may also or aganus shenivra never be shesimay brachis. Aye, they are So now let's go back to our pasuk. Vayas Kain Aharon. Aaron did exactly what he's supposed to do. Vayas Kain Aaron a mupray menorah helon he brought down the cane. He brought it. He brought it down. Now it's vayehi because he's bringing back the light that was put away by the rishayim. But vayehi Now it's cane. He's bringing it back every time he lights. And what does Rashi say? Milamed. What's the shavach? Shaloshina. He caused that there shouldn't be a shinui in the maase brachis. That everything gets a vayehi There's no difference between the or and any other part of the Bria. He made it that there shouldn't be a shinui by lighting the menorah. It all comes together and he brings back the v'ayhi That's a Hanukkah Satorah, somebody who has the entire corpus of medrash at his fingertips, taking the chain, putting it here into our pasik. And then the Elad Ram adds his own point, but we'll skip that for now. And just at the end... Right, what do we say every morning? Or altsion ta'ir. We dive for the r. We dive for the full r. Vinizka kulanu bimheira la Right? To that R. That's what we dive for. We dive in to get that r back, to complete the removal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to my Hebras. Fayas Keinaharam will never look the same for us. Answer number two. And finally, the third answer. For the evening. And that is from Rev Zevin. Latarav It's been a couple weeks since we've had Rev Zevin. It's about time he made a return to the stage. It says Latarav alamoadim. Source number five. I ask the Same question. Why should he have been Mashana? And he even asked another question. A Hawachi question. On a Rambam. It's a Gemara. Ha-Rambam posik, the Rambam holds based on Chazal. May Iker Hadin, a non cohen is a to light the Menorah. It's not called an avoda that needs a Kohen. We know most avodas need a Kohen. All avodas of a carbon mincha have to be done with a Kohen. Avodas of an animal, three out of four have to be done by a Kohen. Shechita is ksheir bizar, but Kabbalah. Holacha and Zerika, the catching of the blood, the walking into the Mizbeach, the sprinkling, that's only going. There are a few others here and there that a Yisrael, a non coing, is allowed to do. Shechit is one of them. Another one is Hadlokas Nerus. Hadlokas Aner, just in brackets. In brackets, this is not our topic, but I just gave it to you. In source number seven, the minchas says, I have a question that I've dealt with all my life, and I don't know how to answer it. How did... The, a is allowed to light the menorah but a is not allowed to walk into the heichal. so how does he light the menorah we know in the heichal is the menorah the shulchan and the mezbech haktaris the small mezbech so how does light it well you have a really really long match right about 30 almost long he stands outside and he lights it from outside right how do you light and what you take it out and then you light it, then you put it back in no, says the Minchas it appears from other sources, like we know from Hilchas Chanukah, which means the menorah has to be in the spot that you're Yodze the Mitzvah with when it is lit. So you can't light it outside and bring it back in. So that's a big, he, he, he says, I throw up my hands, I've had this question for years. I know what the answer is. Okay, there's a Reb Chaim, other suggestions, but, and brackets. So how a czar actually lights the menorah, that's a question, but that's not for us tonight. But the halacha is, theoretically, a czar is allowed to light the menorah. But, ironically, says Revzevin, the hatavas haner, the cleaning out of the old wicks and gook from the previous night, that has to be done by a kohen. The hatavas haner, what does it say in the Pasik? The end of, I think, Tzavah. Be hanero, Talking about a kohen he, When he's made to the neighbors. that's when he likes to put, makes... Like the Torahs. So Ezra of Zevin, the lighting of the menorah, which Lachor is the Yikar Avoda, that could be done by anybody. But the Hataba, they're getting it ready. So that, that's only a Kohen. Only a Kohen could do the Hattava Seneiris. So what's the message? Says says Zevin, line 8 now. And it's amazing, because he's going to quote the same Medrash out of, the, out of left field, the same Medrash that the Hanukkah Satara quoted. He's going to use it for in a totally different way. But it's the same Yalkud and Tehillim to answer a pshad in our passage in Maloscha. Unbelievable. Says Rebzeb, HaMitzvos hain kalim. Every mitzvah that we do is really a kli. It is a derech. It is a strategy. It's a mechanism. Shebahem Nimshachim HaOros Milamala. Every mitzvah that we do is a way to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shefa Baruch Hu's connection to us down. Every mitzvah that we do, automatically, we get an invisible connection to our Father, right? Every time every time a child does something for the parent, they're more connected to the parent. So every time we do anything for our Father in heaven, we're more connected to our Father in heaven. So every mitzvah is like that. As we know, Ramach, Pikudin, Ramach, Ivar, and 248 mitzvahs, I say, 248 limbs in our body. Just like our limbs allow life to be in them, mitzvos bring God's presence down. All we do is to create the mechanism. The rest is up to God. We prepare, we do the first step. But the rest is up to Hashem. We do what we're supposed to do, Baruch Hu then comes down. We have no idea how it works, why it works. It's all about the divine. It's beyond our capabilities, it's beyond our saga. But all we do know is that we do the mitzvah, Kodesh Baruch Hu does the rest. He comes down and resides his presence within us. Step one. Let's continue for a moment. Now we quote. And now we quote. A kan is a basis. A kan, as we know the kior had a kan. Kano, as a kano. That's the base that holds the kior above it you have a base. You have a, a, a foundation. And on the foundation, the kiyar. That was called the kan. was on the bottom. A kan is a base. kamo kiyar v'kano. U Go to line 17. Ha mitzvos heim kalim, Or, you can also read it, kalim. It's like, basis v'yasod. U b'hem nim shachim chayim el yonim. Mitzvos are kalim, but they're also the foundations. They create on the bottom, what is supposed to then be the receptacle and the vessel that brings down the hashras Hashchina that is waiting to come down through our mitzvos? And then he quotes our medrash. Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu so now we know the medrash. So what does the medrash mean for Rav Zevin? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I created the world with vayhi Came came for the word Khan. I give you the opportunity to make foundations in the world, to build the world up, to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence down. But you said, Lohen, you said, no, forget the mitzvos. No, no, no. I say, That's how he's using that medrash. Says Rav Zeve now on the bottom, on the bottom line, with this we understand the hatavas Haneros is the Ikar. That's getting everything ready on the bottom, preparing, cleaning, making it Able to then Accept the fire Accept the or The hatava That's what we have to do And that's what our focus is Rav Chaim Rav, uh, Rav Chaim writes in one place The highest kavana that one can have In tefillah What are we supposed to think about when we daven? All the celestial spheres that we're affecting during davening? No We're supposed to daven think about what the words mean That's it HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the rest. We just create the foundation, the kan. We are native the neiros, in the words of Rav Zevin, and the rest comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now let's get back to the pasuk of Rav Zevin, Vayyas Cain Aharon. who also as ha which the nekudos a little bit. Who ha he made the foundation. He was native. That's what Aaron did. Lo k'rusham Not like the rishon that say lo Cain and they're Mai asebrashis. But Arna Loshina. lo shina. Lo He was mesakin it. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Okay, three ideas on malamit shaloshina. Remember them, just to summarize. Number one, we have the three, three, ali- three Alios who gets the first aliyah. The second aliyah, malamit Loshina. Number two was the va'yichayn. You put the R back. asking Aaron and Nothing's different in my subrashas. And finally, number three, verse seven, the cane from the khan, from the foundations, all mitzvahs are foundations to bring down the, the shechina. And in that way, Aaron Cohen also fulfilled what he was supposed to do. Okay. The next thought is something that I just heard yesterday, and I, and I, have, I have to share it. I heard this on a, in a share from Rabbi Emanuel Bernstein. Emanuel Bernstein, the following thought you go to the beginning of Peric test, this is not on your sheet because it's all, it's all a Rashi and a thought on a Rashi. Just, you have to place, place to write it inside on the side. It's worth writing down. Hopefully everything, all of Torah is worth. Beginning of Peric Tess. Hashem HaMosheh b'mibar Sinai Bashana Hashenis let's say some meyer Mitzrayim. Hashem says to Moshe in the Midbar, in the second year after they left Egypt, bachodesh Arishon, in the first month. This is the parsha of Pesach Shein. We're about to go into Pesach Shein. Interesting, the date is given. When is this? Second year, first month. Rashi on the spot says, one second. Look, this is Perak Tessin by Midbar. Look at Perak Alifin by Midbar. Where did Perak Aleph start off? What's the date? Second year. I will read the Pusik. Alright, it's a later date. <laughs> The first of the second month. So, Perak Alava Bamidbar Midbar is first day of first day of Iyar. Perak Tess is the first day of Nisan. Something's wrong here. Says Rashi. Parsha Shabrosa Sefer Hashem Seider Wonderful. What Rashi says various times in his uh, commentary, the Torah is not written in chronological order. This does not mean the Torah is written out of order. The Torah is written in perfect order. It's just not written in chronological order for various reasons, right? We should not mistranslate this as, Ein the Torah is written in a, in a haphazard way. No, the Torah is written in a divine order, but just not chronological order. Wonderful. Then Rashi continues. Pasach bezu. So why? Why is it out of chronological order? Why did the Torah just write parak first and then Says Rashi. Mipnei shehu gnu yisrael. Because really there's something... There's an behind the scenes. There's something very negative about Pesach Sheni. Why? This was the only current Pesach they brought the whole forty years. The only current Pesach year one when they were in Mitzrayim, year two, and then that's it, all the way until the end, till they went into Eretz Yisrael. Why they didn't mow their children? Why did they mow their children? Well, there was no east wind because there were any different discussions in we the him. The Radak has a big discussion of this in Sefer Yehoshua when they finally got their milas and did Kerem Pesach. But that's what Rashi says. He says, He gives a reason. In the Gemara, in Davav, the source for this Pesach is the one that's quoted. The question is asked by some of the Mepharshay Rashi. Why is this? Two points. Number one, why is this pasuk this one? Actually, let me ask the second question first. The other times that Rashi notes a bat Torah, for example, by the agel and the mishkan, Rashi does not give a reason. Why is it muktamamurchar? Why is it out of chronological order? Only here, Rashi gives a reason. Why is that? Why is Rashi giving a reason here and not by the other places where he says this in his commentary? Question one. Question two. This is the, the example in Shas that Chazal mentioned for a Moktumumur Torah. But there are other examples. Why is this one mentioned? So the Mepharshay Rashi suggests that, remember, what is Rashi always interested in? Pshutoshal Mikra. This is the only time Eim mukta torah is based on explicit psukim. This is the only time in the Torah where the dates are given and it's chronologically not in order. All the other times are Rashi's suggestion. And the Ramban argues, but this is the only time it's out of order in the befairish psukim. So Rashi has to tell you why. Because Rashi's telling you, Pshut HaShemikra. Pshut HaShemikra, why? That's why Rashi says it here and that's why Chazal picked this example because this is out of order for a very important reason. We don't want to embarrass Kalal because beginnings and openings are always very important. right? You can always only make a first impression once. Right? So if this was the beginning of midbar, forget it. So we, we delay it a little bit. That's why we give a reason. That's the Mefarshi Rashi. But then by Bernstein added one Ha'ara. If you look in this first pasuk in Parak tests, there's a lot of Tamei hamikra. There's a lot of trup here. Bali Korea will will appreciate this. There's no esnachta, right? It's just a, a, it's a one pasuk. That's unusual already. And there's a lot of trup here. Let's say there's a lot of trup here. It's, it's heavily laden with Tamei hamikra. The tame hamikra goes back to Ezra Sofer, even Moshe Rabbeinu. So he says, with license from the Vilna Gaon, who already gives. Drushus and Divrei Torah based on Trump, he says, if you look here, the Trump fits into this idea. Because what are the names of the Trump in Bali? Kriya, those are familiar, right? Hashem, El Moshe, Munach, 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 three Munachs. Munach, this parsha was left here. It was Munach here. It was left here. Bimidbar Sinai, Tlisha, It was a great uprooting. It was Nitlash. It was uprooted from its real place. Bashana Kadma The other one quickly went ahead. It jumped. Kadam May Me'aretz mitzrayim, dargah tevir. Dargah is a level, a stage. Tevir, it was broken. Because they were bro- they were broken from the level that they were on into the Gnus of Kalani Yisrael. So it's the Tameha hamikra mikra in the Pasik that reflects that it's out of order and this is the Pasuk that's out of order in the explicit way. That's what Rashi says, the reason here, but it's even alluded to in the Tamehar Mikra, A Dover Nifla. Dover Nifla. Okay. Now we continue. Perictes, Pasuk Tesvav, continuing now in the travels. We try to have a little bit of everything. We had Halacha Lomaisa, that was number one, saying Amir Hashem. We had some Charifus, I would call it as the Rebbe or We just had Tame Hamikra. Now we have a drush, a drush from the Slonim Rebbe, the Shalom. So that's number eight, right? He quotes the P'sukim at the beginning of the piece. Says the Slonim Says the pasuk. Mishkan, Kisa ha Anan es Mishkan la On the day the Mishkan was put up, the Anan covered the Mishkan. Uva Erev. Ahla Mishkan Kamare Eish, And tonight, as we know, the, um, the um, pillar of fire was there. Kenye Tamid, this is how it always is. Al Piyashem Yachanu, Al pi Hashem yisrael. Says the Shalom. Beautiful plastic. We understand Shutosh Mikra. But every Pasik in the Torah teaches us something for our lives. What does this plastic teach us? And as we know, there are different levels of understanding. Chad Remez, Drash, and Sod. What's the message of this plastic for us? When they traveled, there was a cloud, there was a fire. Al-Pi Hashem, Says the Slanah Here we go. Line 7. Yesh Loma, He has two ideas. Idea number one. V'yei Loma. Sheyom heikimis ha-mishkan al ha-mishkan ha-prati o-el ba The mishkan is in every Jewish person. Va'asuli mikdash v'shachanti bitocham. This is in a hidden way, referring to each of us. When we travel, when the Mishkan travels, when we travel through life, commands <speaking in Hebrew> every Jew to build a base in his own home, in his own being. So, what does the Pasuk say now? With that understanding, every time I said the word Mishkan, put yourself inside, put ourselves. <speaking> in <Hebrew> and on a day that the Mishkan. Goes up. It doesn't say Hakim Moshe Hakim es Hamishkan. No subject because it refers to each and every one of us. Uviyom Hamishkan on the day that, mo- that we build our Mishkan. Kisa Ananas A cloud covers the Mishkan. What does that mean? Life is never simple. Every single person in life says the Nesiva Shalom has a peckle, has darkness in certain areas has difficulties. Nobody knows what's behind closed doors of their neighbor. There are clouds. There's darkness. There are challenges. There are challenges. There's Hester ponim. Kodesh Baruch Hu does not seem to be... The clarity of vision is not there. There are clouds. Uva erev, yiala mishkan kamareish, and at night erev uzman is gabrus achamreis Vataivis. This, 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 burning fires in front of us. This darkness. It's cloudy. It's foggy. This fire. Al yehudi l'adas. Every Jew has to know. Says the nesiv shalom that that's part of life. Kodesh Baruch did not create us to get a free ride. We each have our own challenges. What does the Pasek say? has different challenges for different individuals. There's different challenges at different stages of our life and in different generations. And the challenges of Jews... 80 years ago are not the challenge of Jews that we have today. There are national challenges. There are personal challenges. Ulafi, But as the passage continues, we know there will be a time. Personally, nationally. When the clouds will dissipate. When the clouds will go up. The Jew will see how far he has traveled and how close he is. And HaKadosh Baruch, who is on the other side of those clouds, through the fire. The darkness will disappear. We will go be and And he quotes. He quotes this in other other of his farm as well. That the, the Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avos, there are ten nisyonos that avramavino went through, and the Medrash says that every Jew has his own nisyonos. Every Jew throughout the generations. But the point of a nisayon is to bring a nase. A nase is a flag. Nase When we get through it, Achar meyav ask says, I had a certain tafkit for you and you did it. That's the purpose of the nisyonos. We don't ask why. We just figure out how to react. That's the chashchus. But we know the clouds dissipate at a future time. And then we will see Yis'u b'nei Yisrael, the ma'alos that we have achieved. One idea. A pasig that screams out to every Jew throughout history. And a second idea, similar but not exactly. He says it as od Marumaz in the next paragraph. Od Marumaz b'parshh al derech Hashem. Another idea. Also, obviously, darkness always symbolizes challenges. But this is a uh, separate idea. Tihine b'chayev shel yehudi. Yezmanim mi'irim, chashuchim. As some of you might have been thinking, fire, he had in the first shot, both clouds and fire were darkness and difficulties and challenges, but you could also look at it as there are times of cloudiness and there are times of fire and light and clarity. Ve'al and a Jew has to know that both situations one can be an Oved Hashem, and one needs to be an Oved Hashem, and one just has to ask, What does God want from me now? And it's not always clear, but we have to at least ask that question to ourselves. Just like on the days that we're excited and we're besimcha, so too on the days that we're not as besimcha. If hashem is an avoda, it's not always easy. But we have to try to put ourselves into that state. But we have to realize that both are states when we need to be in Ovid Hashem and to look in through, find for areas to succeed in. That's the Pasuk. We have to be through, with Hashem throughout. You can look at the continuation. We're not going to read it inside. We're going to continue. Okay. Next. On the same yiso, there's a Gemara. There's a Gemara in Shabbos, the Gemara there is talking about the Malacha of Soser, the Malacha of demolishing. And the Gemara quotes an opinion, question whether we hold like this or not, not for now, quotes an opinion that when one demolishes, as we know that's a destructive act, in order to be chayiv Da Arisa, for it to be a on Shabis, it has to be So Soser almanas livnos. It has to be destruction with almanas with in mind that it's gonna create something constructive. You're destroying it in order to build something better. Soser almanas livnos. There's even an opinion though that says that one needs to do it Soser Almanas Livnos Bimkomo for it to be Chayiv Doraisa, want us to destroy and have plans to rebuild in the same spot that the de- demolition took place. That's an opinion in the Gemara. So on that opinion, the Gemara asks, on the fourth line, Amr Le'Rabba, Michdi, let's see, one minute. Kol Mishkan. All the malachos were learned there from the Mishkan, the 39. Vahasam and in the Mishkan, Soser almanas Livno, Shalobim Kamahu. What happened in the Mishkan? We took down the Mishkan in spot A and then we moved. And we went to place B. So if all the Malachas are learned from the Mishkan but in the Mishkan it wasn't Bim Komo, it wasn't in the same spot, we moved. So how could we suggest, how could there be an opinion out there that says the malacha of Sosa demolishing is only Bim Komo. In the Mishkan it wasn't Bim Komo. Answers the Gemara, a very enigmatic answer. Shiny Asa, no, no, no. The Mishkan different. Kivan al pi Hashem since they were following the word of God by traveling, kisoser livnos komodami. It's as if it was in the same spot. It's the Gemara. What does that mean? Because they listened to Hashem. So so what? It was in a different spot. What do you mean it was in the same spot? It was not in the same spot. That's the question. So to answer that, let's go to a totally different context. And we will see an, an unbelievable mushul to explain this Gemara. But first, we have to go ask another question. This is based on a Rav back in Parshish B'Shalach. As we know, the Medrash tells us, Rashi quotes it, the Medrish tells us that when B'Neh Yisrael were at the Yamsuf, source number 10, Yisrael alayam, the Shvatim were fighting with each other. Nobody wanted to go into the Yamsuf. No, no, please, after you. Everybody was offering that other people were going first until one guy from Shevet Yehuda said, okay, I'm going. Maybe he didn't say, I'm going. He just went in. Nachshav goes in, up to his nose, Yam splits, and the rest is history. Fine, that's the message Ask Rav Chayim Shmuel Throughout our history, we as Jews could be very proud that we have been moster Nefesh for our Kodesh Baruch Hu, like no other nation has been moster Nefesh for our Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that comes from our DNA, going back to Avram Avinu and the Kipshana HaEish and Yitzchak Avinu, all the Avos and the Imaos, throughout history. We have enough, more than enough stories of the Mesir Nefesh of Kala Yisrael. So what happened at Kretos Yamsaf? Or before? What happened at the Yamsaf? What, they were scared? They weren't on the level to be moster Nefesh? What Akados Baruchu? Why did they go in? They were Moser. Akados Baruchu says, Go into the water. Akados Baruchu said it. So throughout history, we have, we have people who were Moser Nefesh, who are ready to give their lives for Akados Baruchu. So what happened here? Says Reb Chaim Shmuel line sixteen. No, we're missing the entire the whole point of what was happening there. The near ebi biur and sheldvari v'adai. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu had commanded "I'm Yisrael, you know what? I'm sorry, you don't understand this, but you have to give your life for me. You have to jump in and give your life for me. But Yisrael would have jumped in. Because that's what we do. We're most in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's not what God was asking of them. God was asking of them, Vayisau, keep traveling in the water. Meaning... I'm asking you to have the emunah and to try to realize and inculcate and feel that you're going in the water. It's going to be dry. Think of it as dry. Think of it as if you're not even going into the water. Jump in and you'll live. Nobody, they weren't on that level. I'm going into water. Okay, if you tell me to be Moser Nefesh, fine. But to not be Moser Nefesh, to go in and imagine that I'm not drowning myself, that's impossible. They weren't on that level. Except Ben Aminatav. He went in, he was on the level of, I am living. And because of that Amunah, he did. And it turned to dry land. But that's what they were asked to do. And then he continues, earlier they had done it. Zachati in went to the Midbar. Why? I know we're going to be starving. No. Listen to the muscle that he gives. He says there's a new baby. A new baby. A mother is holding a new baby. And they're inside. So the baby's in the mother's hands inside the house. Let's say the mother goes outside. Did the baby move? Is the baby somewhere else? The baby's in the same exact spot in the mother's arms. The mother's outside. But the baby's in the same exact spot. The mother goes 50 miles down the road still holding the baby. Did the baby move? No, the baby did not move. The baby's in the same spot. The baby's in the mother's arms. Same spot. That's what Hashem was asking from Chal Hashem says, you're with me. Go. Go into the water. you with me. There's no difference. There's dry land there. They weren't on that level. But that's the message. And that's why they couldn't do it then. Sazer of Chaim Ch'lai Yisrael are in the desert. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, travel. What does the Gemara say? be Hashem. It's Kim Komodami. They're, they're in the same spot. Why? Because if we really feel cradled by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we feel that we're within His presence, then he, there's no difference between wherever we are. We're with Hashem. We're like in our mother's arms. So that's why the Gemara says it's Kim Komodami. The same spot. That's, what they, that's how they travel. What's the difference between here and there? It's the same spot. That's the muscle. It's like a mother holding a baby, the baby doesn't move. And that's the message for life. We have to feel that we're constantly in the, in with Baruch And the situations don't change. Like we said before, the dark situations, the light situations, if we work on ourselves and condition ourselves to have that attitude, Shivit HaShem L'Nagdi summit, then, there's not going to be any difference between any type of situation. Even in the Dafiomi this week, it just came up a few days ago. The Gemara in Erevin, in the Ayins, quotes a Pasuk from Daniel. The Pasuk says, Daniel Bishra HaMelef. the Daniel was in the gate of the king. And the Meiri and the Gemara says, and the Gemara's is trying to prove it. What do you mean he was in the gate of the king? He only came to the gate of the king once in a while. So the Gemara says, no, but he was constantly on service, on service. On call to be the, the the servant for the king. So it was as if he was always there. He was Bishra hamelach. We are always Api Hashem Yachanu. Avde Hashem. That state does not change. Okay. One final thought for the evening and then maybe a tiny thought. One final major thought. I've had a number of major thoughts tonight. One more. This is all. I gave you the next couple of pages. This was a drasha that Rav Solveitsha gave in 1974. Simple question. That Mormon Farshim should ask, but he asks it. We know we have a discussion in Parak Yud Aleph, in our Parsha. we have Kivros HaTaiva. Kivros number one of the complaints of Klal Yisrael. So before we look at those p'sukim, let's think back for a minute. Klal Yisrael sinned in Parsha's Kisisa. Cheta egel, they worship an idol. They worship an eagle. A zara, not Avodah zara. They did something pretty bad. Moshe Rabbeinu hears about it. What's his reaction? Kodesh Baruch Hu, you got to save these people. You got to save them. You know, please, 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 forgiveness. Please, Moshe begs. He pleads. He's forty days. He goes back up for another forty days. He goes back up for another forty. days. one hundred and twenty days. He doesn't eat. Doesn't sleep. Moshe Rabbeinu pleads and begs. Please save all Israel. Okay, wonderful. Kivros atayva. He comes here. What happened? But they Israel want meat. And they get sloved. And what do they do? Is, we remember the fish that we ate for free, and the vegetables, and the great watermelons. Those Egyptian watermelons were unbelievable. And now all we have is this mon. That's all we got. All we got is the mon. What is Moshe's reaction? And Moshe hears them. What does Moshe say? Please forgive them. Please help them. Moshe oh, doesn't say that. Hashem, what are you doing to me? Why do I have to schlep these people around in the desert? Did I choose this? I begged you five times back in Shmos that I didn't want to do this. Did, are these my children? God, these are your children. I got two of my own. That's it. You say I should... I should hold them. Am I their nursing mother that I have to take care of them? I've had enough of these people. Moshe says, The stores are closed already. Where am I going to get meat from? They cry to me. God, I can't do it. I can't do it. Forget it. I don't want the job. I'm finished. I'm retiring. And Moshe says, that if you want this, I'm finished. Hashem says to Moshe, okay, I'm going to get you some helpers. Ask the salvation, what happened? After the Chetot Ege, Lavo to Zorah, Moshe's please begging, help out, help the people, forgive them. Kibor Satava, Moshe throws them away. Moshe throws them onto the bus, throws himself onto the bus. I don't want them, I'm not interested. It's an unbelievable question. The difference in reaction between Moshe Rabbeinu, between the different sins. Says Rav Salvation. again, it's all here. We're just going to read bits and pieces of it. Says the Rav, what's the difference at root between Agel and Kibrosatav? In the Rav's words, the first is idolatry, the second is paganism. What's idolatry? We might call the difference mind and heart. Idolatry is an intellectual mistake, an intellectual pursuit where people believe in something and ultimately they might not believe in it. And says Rev. Salvechik, that's idolatry. But that many times leads to paganism, which he says paganism is a a um, group of beliefs without morals, without rules, without limits, without anything that you have to do, without responsibilities, is purely Fulfilling and partaking of all pleasures of the world, not believing in anything, just believing that there's nothing to believe in. You can do whatever you want, and many times Avodah Zarah leads to that. Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Avodizara, okay, please forgive him. I'll take care of it. I'm a teacher. A teacher could get rid of Avodah Zarah because it's all intellectual. They could convince the person why he's wrong, why it doesn't make sense. It's logical." And Moshe says, "I'm Moshe." Rabbe, he says to himself, "I'm Rabbeinu, as a teacher, to give over information, to convince. That is in my that's I have, that's my resume. That's my, that was that was what I could do. That's fine. But this sin, kivros atayva, unbridled partaking. They eat the psukim described, They had piles and piles of of slum." And they each were schlepping back. Imagine, imagine, you know, uh, supermarket wagons piled high. And they go back for more. How much slav could you eat? Till it was coming out of their nose, eating and eating. Not the money, which was perfectly measured per person, exactly what they needed. The slav was more, more, I want more, I want more. And what does the measure say on Bokal and Mishpachosav? Arayos. Other than just food? They were crying, they wanted arayos. They just wanted no rules. They wanted to fulfill all of their tivus. Kivro That's what it was called. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, this isn't for a teacher, this is for a parent. A parent, someone who connects to the children, not just on an intellectual level, but becomes one with them, gets into their kishkis, gets into their soul and then tries to shape them, to mold them from the inside. Moshe says, I'm going to do that for all these people. That's why he complains. HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers him, Moshe, that's what you need to do though. I need you to be not only a teacher on an intellectual level, but also kashi And that's why, the Rav explains, Moshe had to leave his personal family the only person in history who had to do that, but course, for the good of the nation, because he now had to take an entire nation as his family, to be a parent for everyone, and submerge. The it says, not only, not only have to teach and command, but to guide, train, transform a people inclined to paganism into an amsegula. He would no longer exist personally. His happiness and fulfillment would no longer be with his wife, children, and personal ambitions. The sacrifice was not expected of any other Jewish leader. A one-time historical necessity in all-consuming responsibility—that's the difference. But says the Rav, ending off bisman hazeh, our teachers have to do both, and our parents have to do both. There aren't dual roles here. Our teachers have to blend in and become one with the students, as parents do. Have to be teachers; it all blends in. We have to be connected to the brains and connected to the hearts. To quote, the Rav's brother of iron, logic of the heart and logic of the mind, both of them, but that's the difference between the two reactions of Moshe Rabbeinu. One, he said, I'm very comfortable in. The second one, he was not, but Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you have a new role and you must do it. One final point just to finish off, once we're on the topic of Jewish leadership and how a Jewish leader has to feel. A story that's, I might have quoted this before, but it's again here. The end of the parsha, as we know, the shortest feel on record. Kelna Rafanallah, beautiful story that the panavet Rebbe says over. One time, Tafri Samaches, he happened to be in Raddin, and he went to see the Chavetz Chaim. in the Chavetz Chaim. He's going to Raddin. He has to, to uh, see the Gadol Adar. So he goes, and the rabbitson says, "I gotta wait a minute. My husband's, uh, you know, in the back. In the back, gotta wait. He'll, he'll be out soon." All of a sudden, he hears from the back terrible crying and groaning and crashing, and the Chavetz Chaim is screaming and crying. And he says to the rabbis, everything okay? What's going on? She says, yeah, he just found out that there's a woman on the other side of town that's that's having a baby in tremendous pain and childbirth. And he just heard about it. He's dominating for her. So the Pantaj Rabbi says, is it a relative? Is it a... No. He has no idea who it is. He said, this is... I'm not leaving. This is a Jewish leader. He has no idea who the person is. Somebody on the other side of town is in pain. And he's crying hysterically. davening That's a leader. That's a leader that the Rav was talking about. Rav Salvechik in terms of merging with all of Kalal Yisrael. Everyone is our family. Everyone is my charge. These are the leaders that we have to be in our nation. Mezorim and should be mezaka to us, to be those leaders, but also to give us our leaders, give us our leaders, give us our of Mav- Bez Hashem, as the Chavetz uh, Chaim also says, the end of the, of, of the parasha also uses the word pitom, suddenly Hashem appeared to Aaron and, and Miriam. and Baruch Hu says the Mashiach and the mevaser, Leona is coming pitom, should come suddenly, speedily in our days. Okay, we'll stop here.